You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about David Fincher's Panic Room. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. the mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Gallen. How you doing, Brian? I am doing well, sir. We also have DP Mike Griggs. I'm going by Raul tonight. Oh, uh, great. As the uninvited extra. No, that's... Can I see your face, please? You know how long <laughs> it took me to get your normal last name, and now we got to call you something else? Raul! Raul! Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work, Griggs. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. We also have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello. Hi, hi. And here we are. <gasps> panic Room, David Fincher, another David Fincher joint. Always Fucking exciting. Panic Room. Wait, what was the other David Fincher? Well, we've done, we've done Fight Club and we've done, uh, what else have we done? Shit. I don't know. I know we've done another one. Did I'm you do seven? Blinking. No, we haven't done seven yet. Alien 3. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Alien 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not the best David Fincher yeah. joint. Both of his terrible films. Wait, hold up. Back, wait, back up. Just, <laughs> did you just, wait. Hey. Did you just say yeah. Fight Club was oh, one of his terrible right films? Now? I don't think I was on the Fight Club podcast. Uh, so, And I definitely, if I were, I wouldn't talk about it. So. Oh. <laughs> That's why breaking the rules by doing Let's that podcast is all I got to say. It was just the movie, not the actual Fight Club, Jared, okay? No, no, no. We don't talk about Fight Club. So if, Hang on. Have you guys seen this movie before? <laughs> yeah, man. Saw it when it first came out. It was fucking dope. Yeah, I saw this in the theater as well. I, I saw it a few years ago, but not in the theater. Eight years ago? Uh, probably like six years ago. Oh, nice. That was close. It's not my favorite David Fincher movie, guys. I'll, go, I'll just go ahead and throw that out there right now. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, that, but that's a high bar to, to hit, though. Like. That doesn't mean we should not try to hit it, and I don't know that they did. It's not it's not amazing, but there's some really cool shit in it. 
like, well, let's just open up with, you know, the titles in the city. You know, the thing that everybody has tried to do. Every <laughs> single corporate video is like, the titles are floating against the buildings. Oh, I've definitely done this many times. Is this, sure. the first, is this the first time we've ever seen titles amongst the city? No, because no. they specifically... <laughs> uh, Say it again? North by Northwest. Yeah. yeah we no, did they weren't the floating. They weren't floating next to the city, were they? Spider-Man did it. the window. Spider-Man did it? Before didn't, this? Didn't one of the Spider-Man movies, the first one or the second one, do this? No, I, re- I remember that weird, like, web animation for Spider-Man. Like, and know, it did. had, like, pictures. Isn't that, isn't that how that worked? Maybe. I haven't watched those Sam Raimi Spider-Mans in forever. But Fincher said in the, in the director's commentary, which was friggin' delightful... Uh, he said, "You got to avoid 45th Street because that's where all the Spider-Man titles are." <laughs> ah, ah. So I'm looking up North by Northwest. <laughs> oh, that was some cheese. We, we um, saw that movie. Bro, we like, did. I can, like I can remember everything that we've ever seen. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. He did well. Yeah, he did a good. They did a good job. Yeah, they, they probably did it first. So yeah, it, it's it's like North by Northwest, but a little sexier and more corporate video. Oh, damn, bro. That hurts so hard. Jeez. Jeez. It's because it's beveled, isn't it? It's those beveled edges. It looks good, though. I mean, like, you know, as all the uh, special effects in this hold up pretty well, all their transition stuff and everything's, everything's Dude, pretty there's nice. some fucking camera moves in this that blow my mind, even, even still. Yeah. A lot of camera yeah. porn. Like, one that comes to mind is when, when she's, like, unpacking and it's kind of, like, going down the hall. And then we get up to, like, this door that's cracked. And we go in between the crack and kind of, like, go around it and into her. Like, how the fuck did they do that? Is it, like, a fake wall on the, uh, on the outside? Yes and yes. There's a lot of motion control. Um, Fincher was saying some of the sh- some of the big swooping shots through the house, um, like, they tried handheld types of stuff. And then they were like, fuck, this is not working. And then they tried a techno crane and had the operator like hanging off the crane and he was like and that just wasn't working and finally we just did motion control because his whole his whole thing that he wanted to communicate with all the camera language was the camera is completely free the people in this house are not but the camera can literally go anywhere like all, all the people have to have to live within the physicality of of the house but the camera can break all the rules so like the swooping shot where he's like going through the the kitchen and it goes like through the the staircase bars and then through the fucking handle on the coffee pot and then yeah. to the other side of the kitchen. Man, I love that shit. So that take like three weeks to shoot. <laughs> what? No, most of that's CGI. Like the only actual yeah. real footage is is him leaving the room and then everything in the kitchen, all of that's fake. And then it's not until you get to Forrest Whitaker on those doors and that's a real shot. And like even that table's CGI table and chairs. Damn, it looks good. Well, I, t- to be fair, I watched this on a DVD cut because this doesn't exist. Uh, there's, an HD, there's an HD version on Stars. Did you get Stars? Because I had to it, buy this movie. It's, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it's it's like a Blu-ray output, but it's. I mean, a, man, it's got the same exact color space as the fucking DVD. Man, I put the DVD in yeah, back for and sure. forth, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, what the fuck? This is not a remaster in any way, shape, or form. No, yeah, no, no, especially no, no. with it's how not. dark this movie is at times. It looks really shitty. Uh, you know, it's such a low quality. But but like, damn, I couldn't believe how dark it is. It's very modern feeling in that because a lot of things yeah. now are shot like this. Yeah, I thought this was way more recent because I didn't really until you asked me remember what year it was that I watched it. So I thought this was like a like a movie came out like a few years ago until she pulled out that Nokia phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least she had a cell phone. And she's reading that newspaper at the end. Like, wait, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Wait, 
Wait, I didn't know Zillow came in a printed copy. That's weird. I think newspapers were dropped off by tornadoes back in the day. I'm not really sure, though. Like bear buns at the end of the film? Oh, well, you know, that's that's how we tie this to uh, Die Hard. <laughs> There's a lot of ways, man. I mean, even they're messing the with the safe. Yeah, elevator. Yeah, safe, yeah. Um, no, but, uh, like, uh, what is a Barabon, and how does it work? Does anybody know? Is that a made-up thing? Are these real? No, no, those are real. I've only ever seen them in Die Hard in this. <laughs> I guess I'm just not rich enough to, to like, even be around a Barabon? <laughs> or, how do you, is, am I saying it You've right? You've never held a single piece of paper that's worth a million dollars? A bearer bond? <laughs> like, to Bear-a-bond. the bearer who, who owns this piece of paper you must have one million dollars yeah if, they, if that's the amount you get the bear bond for yeah that, that's how that works <laughs> it's 24 sheets of paper here <laughs> i do like how fast he, he's forrest whitaker's counting them oh it's so that great. safe it's just like what look at look no, at his fingers great. going he's just so excited it's good momentum man it's a good beat i mean he his fingers move as fast as this movie moves they don't they don't wait for nothing in this thing and it's still two hours long Really, I thought it kind of dragged. Like at one point, I was like, "How is there thirty minutes left?" In this? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the moment where you're like, "Oh, cool, Raul's dead finally." <laughs> no, it's it's from the phone on. Like when she when she gets starts running out and back in and out and yeah. back in. Those last yeah. few bits feel a little laborious, but but most of it felt like it had it had pretty good pace. I mean, the camera, the the moving camera is, is nice. It kind of like you know. It sets up really cool beats, and it also gives you the geography of the place. This is what Brian was talking about in a past podcast. Yeah. Like, this yeah. place really does. I mean, like, you know, when, when she's unpacking everything, it's like, fuck, man, what a huge house. You yeah, know? And, that and she like, brought all, on a fucking whim the day of. Yeah, what, why, why are they getting such a huge house for, for you know, <laughs> for just two people? What is she doing? She, Her husband's she's rich. In, she's yeah. getting divorced. Oh, rich. Right? She's getting divorced. Oh, so she's, she's trying like, to get a house. Fuck you, bro. Husband. Yeah, 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 right? 100%. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's going through a breakup such that she can drop $6 million on a whim on his dime before. Yeah. I, th- I think it says a lot about her character. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. I, I think it's just kind of nuts, though. I mean, maybe the neighborhoods were different, but she's moving from Greenwich Village to the Upper West Side. And Greenwich is, at least now, is way more expensive than the Upper West Side. Like, I mean, obviously that apartment was like amazing, but then yeah, at the end she's going over to the Upper East Side again, and I'm like, girl, like, why did you even go to the Upper West Side to begin with? Like, like yeah, it's nice. I'm not saying it's not nice, but it's not like it's rich like Greenwich or the Upper East Side. She's got a downsize because you know she's going yeah. through a divorce. Well, I think I mean yeah, I guess and they said that they were going. That's where that they were moving further north uh, because they wanted to be closer to her dad too, the little kid's dad, right? Wasn't that in there somewhere? Who's old enough to be Jodie Foster's dad? Well, wait, wait, she can't be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. She she can't be moving closer to her dad because they're they're splitting up, and this is the first house she's buying. Yeah, no, 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 but um, no, because uh, yeah, they're splitting up, but they're moving from Greenwich, which is downtown. They're moving uptown. Um, because the dad is what across the park? Didn't she say that? Did I make this? Um, am I making all she of said this? That they, oh, yeah. He's living that they close in case something that. happens. Yeah, then, you know, it could be right there. They're moving. They moved oh, uptown. They moved uptown because the dad was in the area. It's when, it's when they're talking about like, oh, he's gonna come. He's gonna come. And, she, and and then the daughter's like, no, he won't. You don't know him like I do. And then she, and Jody Foster looks at her and it's like, look, <laughs> I've known him way longer than you. No. <laughs> in the biblical sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's impossible for you to know him longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> Why 
Why are we having this conversation? We're stuck in the panic room. What are we doing? <laughs> like, okay, so the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, when she walks in the room and she somehow can can sense that the room is is smaller than it's supposed to be and, and she recognizes that there's a panic room there and they go through the whole thing and then they go in and the guy closes the door and he's doing his sales pitch and all that. She has this like moment where she's like panicky. Claustrophobic. Phobic. Claustrophobic. Yeah. Why does that never come back? It does. It does. does it? Yeah. Does she it totally does. Yeah. She, she really? does get over it pretty quickly but it does yeah. come back. Yeah. Well, that's because her daughter tells her well when her daughter tells her like mom you can't freak out in this fucking room. Yeah, her daughter's like, yeah. listen, I'm the daughter. But, like, uh, <laughs> it's the little vent. It's like shaking b- beside her. They don't know it's a vent yet, but this is this little piece of metal and it's shaking. And she, she hits it. Yeah, she hits it and stops it. Okay. Because it's just like, it's grating her. I, I don't know. They don't, yeah, they don't, I guess, cinematography wise, it's not communicated visually very well. It's, it's such a big moment at the beginning, you know, where they're setting this up. I figured that it would play more. It seems like, like you're really focusing you're having on this like you know shot where it's like it's on her and like dollying around kind of like you know tight this isn't really like a well-written story this is they acted really well like that's why you're confused i think <laughs> you're so... <laughs> i don't know i think the writing's okay in this i mean it's okay it's, it's okay yeah I, I mean it's it's fine for i mean i guess that's the whole the thing with the movie it's it's kind of it's it's surprising that David Fincher would do a, a bottle episode thriller popcorn film. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's not what he's known but yeah, for. Yeah, no. I mean it would have been really cool if her claustrophobia had shown up later in the movie and had maybe been some sort of pivotal moment. But no, no, no. It only comes back up I think once or twice at the beginning and then it kind of goes away. Yeah. It just seemed like they were really focusing on it there for a moment and then you don't ever get a real good callback to it. To well, that. they kinda they kinda transition some of those emotions into Kristen Stewart's character having um, diabetes and that that little super futuristic watch that's total bullshit for the technology of the time, and she she has that seizure later, and then there's the whole thing with like trying to get her the shot and all that. Like I I think early on it's more to establish like hey being in this room is gonna be you know emotionally difficult as well as physically limiting, and they just transitioned those from her character down to Kristen Stewart. I don't know if it works very well, but I'm, I, I think that's where maybe some of that decision was made. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's definitely a larger part of the story than you know, mom. Mom is claustrophobic. It's certainly it's a more motivating part of the story for sure. Right. I think it would have been. I really. It would have been very interesting if the daughter is like seizing on the ground and the mom like can't even like try and take care of her because she's so panicking. panicking. But you know they didn't do that, so that's okay. It's cool. I don't know. When your kid's in, in trouble, like, I don't know, you, you usually do rise to the occasion instead of freaking out in that moment. You know, we've all heard the stories. We're like, oh, the baby's trapped under the car. The woman can lift the car up to get the baby. You know, we've all heard that, right? It doesn't happen every superhero. single time. <laughs> and I also this think that's a story about not a guaranteed but, you know, whatever. <laughs> what about the mom who couldn't pick it up and the kid just like, <laughs> like I just couldn't have tried. <laughs> It doesn't happen the way you think it does. <laughs> you didn't love your kid enough. <laughs> yeah, right? You imagine that? Like, I couldn't. Damn, shame spiral. Yeah. Oof. Therapy bills are going to be enormous. So uh, this, this movie is sponsored by Evian Water, and um, which made me thirsty the whole time I was watching it. And they're drinking the big bottles, too, so you know they got money. But 
<laughs> it's really funny that the that the little kid has a uh, has a uh, mini fridge next to her bed because her room is so far away from the kitchen that they have to stock. <laughs> Wait, that's Whoa. not why it's there. That no. has nothing to do with being <laughs> that's far her away medicine. From the kitchen. Has medicine and has like orange juice, apple juice. <laughs> no, no, they're that rich that they stock Evian. And then the mom's like, "Well, hell, you didn't have to carry any of your shit upstairs to get your stuff in there. So who stocks the Evian bottles? Like <laughs> they get the they got a maid that just comes in and stocks the Evian uh, cooler. No, this is this is their first night in the new house. That's why none of the shit is set up. But that Evian cooler is. I mean, bro, like, you're trying to make a joke, but come on, they have an elevator, so, I mean, they don't even have to walk down the stairs. That's how rich they are. Man. Well, hold on. Didn't they also make some comment about how it was, like, priced, like, below market? Like, that was why she had to buy it right away. Yeah. Put in an offer immediately. Why why was it on the market for less than it was I don't worth. know if it was if it was below market but the I think they said she could get it below market she no she you said for she, asking price is asking what price is what she said yeah which I don't know what that means she said something about they'll take asking price if you if you put an offer like right now I think she I thought like, she said less than uh, asking price because doesn't the daughter walk by and she said yeah mom you don't pay sticker price no I she swear she said she like said that. they'll they'll take asking price yeah, uh, which which I didn't. I was like, of course they will. It's been a rough week. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm watching a, a different movie. I swear to God, I, I remember Kristen Stewart on that scooter going. I'm, no, I'm no, she, Kristen mind. Stewart no, she did, did say, say that. that. She did, she say, did that. say that. She did say that. Yeah, I just don't remember why she she said that. That was before the whole. That was before that. Whispered aside, they'll take asking price. Yeah. Of course they would. Yeah. <laughs> for like half a sec, I mean, I've seen this movie before, but like for half a second, I thought this was going <laughs> to be like a haunting movie. And I was like, oh, it's below. It's like she has to There's buy it. They're pressuring her. Like, this is haunted. There's a family <laughs> And I was like, I didn't remember ghosts in this movie. Different family, each room. <laughs> like they're, 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 they're hiding in the panic room and then it's just full of ghosts. That's why they, that's, they start panicking. Cause they're Dude, in the panic their house room. looks like that. I swear someone, at least one person has died in that house. Like, oh, no way. I mean, no doubt. There's, there's too many drops. I mean, yeah. there's too many stairs. <laughs> there's like, too many you drops. Know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's not the age of the house. It's how many stairs you have. I'm telling you, someone's <laughs> fallen. <laughs> someone's fallen, and they don't have to get hit with a sledgehammer to do it. That was fucking gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, I think the sledgehammer is what stood out in my mind most about this from seeing it uh, back then, and I haven't seen it since the theater. And for some reason, the uh, the sledgehammer totally stuck out in my brain. Sledgehammer to the face or sledgehammer in the ceiling? Like, which part of the sledgehammer? Both of those, man. Yeah. But I, I, like, how, I like how they're sledgehammering into the ceiling. And then when they go upstairs and uh, Forrest Whitaker's like busting out the wall, the dude's like, will you be quiet? <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> for like 30 minutes downstairs, you guys have been like <laughs> renovating the ceiling. Well, dude, they do that in the whole movie. They, they point out how these guys are idiots. That like, When Jodie Foster hits the security cameras, they're like, why didn't we do that? And it's oh, like, dude, yeah. no doubt. But wait, for, that's how Forrest Whitaker got you guys out of the room. He covered the security cameras. Like, God, that dude is such an idiot. He was never paying attention, Raul. Raul, Raul. At least Jared Leto. He, he he was doing drugs. What was he doing? He was he had like a little crack cocaine. Pipe. Oh, okay. yeah, he, he did, no, I think he was doing little bumps, wasn't he? I don't no, think that he was had cocaine, a pipe, bro. That, with a light, that, oh, was yeah, that, that pipe. Oh, I missed that. That looks harder than cocaine. Oh, or, it was some meth or some shit. He wasn't on meth though. I don't know. It was it was something that required it's probably a glass crack. Pipe. It's probably crack. I think it's crack. <laughs> he was he was definitely a 
a rich white boy that thought cornrows gave him street well, cred. Well, next so. time you see him uh, okay, but in, when the, he's uh, the Joker, that's more meth. The important question, fair, though, fair. is did he get his hair done just to do the robbery, or is that what he always looks like? I, ho- I You know, I really hope it's just for the robbery, because that makes him <laughs> even more of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was probably always like that. He was like, man, I'm so gangsta. I'm so street. So when they're breaking in, like we already brought up the crazy tracking shot when the robbers show up. You know, you get to yeah. see their entire venture all the way around where they actually don't give a fuck. They're like, you know, jerking on doors and and all this. And they finally well, get up. As far as they knew, there was no one in the house at this point. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so they get all the way up to the top and they're on the roof. And then the dude sticks like a shiv or something down and he like breaks the the connection for the uh, alarm system. And it sparks. Why didn't that set the alarm off? It's kind of weird that that doesn't, like, sound anything in the house. That's a good question, because they made a whole point of Jodie Foster being like, wait, now it's armed. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really weird. That, that's a weird moment. Wait, wait uh, Forrest Whitaker deactivates the alarms when he enters the house. Like, when they go into the panic room for the first time, and they're they're freaking out and asking, like, why why did... Oh, that's true. He, he did, like, walk up he to goes the over alarm there system and, and punch in the everything. code. Yeah. So it, it went yeah. off, but it was a silent alarm? Well, like, it, I mean, anytime you enter a home that has an alarm system, it has, like, you know, 20, 30 seconds I'm to just saying it should have woken them up. punch the alarm. <laughs> well, Terrible alarm won't wake you up. <laughs> Even if the alarm was silent, I mean, aren't they always tied to the police? And if it had gone off, wouldn't the police have been notified immediately? No, but I'm saying, like, it, it wouldn't have gone off. It would have just notified it. The the system would have registered that a door was open and then given you time to go and get to the alarm system to deactivate it. That's, I mean, the one time I've had an alarm system in my house, that was how it worked. You had, you know, 30 seconds. So you of, don't have an alarm. Not okay. currently. All right. This is why I Grid's don't address give my address. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really big dog. <laughs> Town boy. <laughs> it's a very good dog. Very quiet. <laughs> what do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about this alarm system and all of the cameras in the house? Obviously, you need it as the plot device, but other than that, how do we feel about it? How would you like to have every like room in your house have a camera in it? Yeah, and someone could creepy? be like spying on you or recording everything. Yeah, I hate. I I don't know. I have seeing seeing my whole house wired with cameras like that would I would just make me I. That's what would give. That's what would make me panic. I would not handle that very well. <laughs> I mean, back in the day when it was just going to one central bank of of monitors and maybe being recorded by a few VHS decks, uh, maybe sure. These days, when it's all wirelessly connected and then like streaming to the cloud, and just about anyone could access it, then knows how to hack things. No, no thanks. Yeah, I don't like to be watched either. I, I'm, I'm with you. That's it's, it's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. Would be a good pitch for the next season of The Real World. Look, my house is already set up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to work for you guys. <laughs> or we could do, like, low-budget amateur porn. It's just fixed from one angle of the room. No, no, you no. You have no, to no, go like from room, room to room. Every room is its own set. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be smart. And you could, like, rent out rooms on, like, the internet. And you could, like, you know, it's already wired. Cameras are up. Like, and you should just... be able to switch between, like, the computer. Uh, like, you know, in that same room, there's a couple different, like, you know, things. There's You can go to the laptop uh, camera, up to the security camera, over to their phone. You know, you could dance around real time switching 
quick. Call those guys that set up those eyes wide shut parties, and we've got their next location. <laughs> they don't even have to do anything to set up. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess they will have to bring their own creepy mask and piano. Well, yeah, yeah, you got to go by that shop first. Get one. So, did you guys know that before Jodie Foster was cast in this movie, Nicole Kidman was originally the lead? Bringing it around back to Eyes Wide Shut. I would have really liked that. (laughs) It reminded me a lot of the others, especially because I was looking for the ghosts in the movie, and there weren't any, sadly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, it could be like the others. That was was another great kind of home invasion movie, and it's all laid out very well, and the pacing is wonderful, and it's so creepy. It's wonderful. You know, she did still do something in the movie, though. Yeah, she did the uh, girlfriend. The voice of the girlfriend. Yeah, that's awesome. Bitch, put him on the phone. (laughs) Look at your fucking wife. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that was a great little moment. That's exactly how she sounded. Yeah. yeah, I I, I think I would have liked to. I would have liked to seen this movie with Nicole Kidman in it, man. It would have been completely different. It would have been so great. I love Nicole Kidman. She would have looked great on those stairs, man. And Fincher would have, like, like, can you and just. That spaghetti strap, right? Fuck yeah, right? Yes, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Best spaghetti strap in fucking film history, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I can't on. place yeah. another one. <laughs> but Wait, yeah, sure. I feel like there has to be more. I don't, I can't sign off on this. <laughs> well, let's say uh, you're, 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 <laughs> you're the actual expert here, Kristen. Well, Kristen, I mean, I'll, I'll compare pictures all night long. <laughs> I know you will. I know you will. I'm just, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've actually seen Nicole Kidman in something similar, and I'm trying to remember what movie it was. Batman but... Forever. Was it Batman yeah, Forever? Yeah, when she comes Damn, out on that. Brian? He knows the spaghetti strip. I'm not saying I have a fetish or anything, but I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, what, what was it called? I'm going to look it up real quick. <laughs> it's Batman Forever. It's, uh, she's like, what, Dr. Meridian Chase or something? She's walking out on that balcony, and she's got the blind hair, and her hair's all oh, flowing. We're about to find out. We're about to find out. Oh, I promise you. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> she's got spaghetti straps on, and it's black. <laughs> what is happening, Brian? That, that, we found your kink. <laughs> <laughs> the way to Brian's heart is through very, very thin straps. <laughs> I know what I like, okay? <laughs> That's fair. Noted. But yeah, no, it's a, it, it, is a, it is a nice costume. I get super disappointed when she puts that fucking sweater on in the, the last half of the movie. I'm just because like, oh, she's no! fucking pregnant during the last half of the movie. So they're like, oh, the titty fairy has been here long enough. Now we got to actually so cover put, that shit. She puts it on when the police knock on the door. Yeah, they, they wrote that in, into it for the sake of like, well, we can only have her with that for so long. Or before. was the actress cold? Because that happens a lot. That happens. I mean, it, the whole house was on a soundstage for so, all yes, 120 days of cold. shooting. It's possible. <laughs> That's a cool soundstage. It's a cool set. It's a fucking dope set. That set is massive, man. Apparently, the whole thing cost, what, like $3 million or something like that? Yeah. It's no rear window set, but it's it's pretty incredible. You can kind of tell that's what he was going for. Oh, Totally. Well, the whole like street out front was was legitimately real. Like they could drive actual cars on it. Yep. All of that was a set. The whole thing. All of it was. That's a set. insanity. D- the the opening shots where they're walking like through New York to get to the house, and then the closing shot where they're in uh, on the park bench. Literally everything else was all on that on that set. The backyard is a set too. Well, I could see that. Yeah. 
It's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that, Brian. <laughs> How do they do that, like, cyclone of, uh, of newspapers? Is that digital? Yeah, those are digital. The leaves are digital. And the digital effects hold up, man, for being uh, this old. Yeah, as long as you're doing, like, yeah. you know, like little things in a particle system of some kind, or you're just adding things onto buildings, you know, like 2002 with enough money, yeah. you, can do good, you can do good stuff. You did a damn good job, actually. I mean, not trying to animate, like, actual people moving. God, for real, looking right? at you, Spider-Man. Well, they they did a lot of things to like save money on this. Um, like they, I, I was reading that uh, they shot it in three perf as opposed to four, and that was I like yeah. that just so yeah. Fincher could could get a, a digital intermediate, so he could do a digital uh, grading and, and kind of pay for the telecine. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about on the uh, on the the commentary. He specifically went three perf, thinking he'd shoot about eight hundred thousand feet of film. He ended up shooting about 1.2 million, and because it was in three perf, he saved over 250 thousand dollars worth of film, and that paid for the the digital How much? intermediate. 1.2 million feet of film saved 250 grand. Damn, film three, three perf instead of four. Wow, yeah, that's a fuck ton of money, dude. And three perf looks cooler anyway. It's got a little bit better grain, a little bit bigger grain. Sexy. Well, he was also talking about how he really hates anamorphic lenses, and the uh, he loves the flare hates the extra distortion that that the anamorphic gives you and he's like oh man it's just antiquated technology like i i just wanted to shoot on three perf and and then we could you know do the the 235 how'd they get those anamorphic flares without anamorphics got a blue streak filter or something no they 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 did anamorphic glass okay he was just saying he hated yeah he he didn't like it well they they had problems with the lenses though it wasn't like they like they had a lens that, like, when they tilted down, it would go out of a fucking alignment and they would lose focus. It's just yeah, like weird if it shit. if it leans down too far of a degree, the whole lens just goes out of out of alignment. How like, does that that's happen? fucking crazy. Like I can imagine being on set and having that shit happen, and then being like, "Fuck, oh man, I aligned it this morning and I fixed it, and I thought I was in focus, but then the whole thing just went to." All right, we got to tell the director that this whole day just went to shit. Uh, who wants to do it? Who wants to do it? Who wants to do it? <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. This is the reason why this shoot took 120 days. Well, it's also Fincher, too. Like He's a little bit of a perfectionist, and he does do a shit ton of takes. And Perfect. Let's do it children again. children, too. Children. Yeah. yeah. Wait, does that mean he has a lot of kids? Well, the children on set. No, no Chris. Oh, yeah, she's a child <laughs> actor. <laughs> he the likes eleven year old that can only be on set for six hours. Guys, I have kids. I got to be home by dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take seventy four. <laughs> Marker. Oh my goodness. No, he was talking again on the the director's commentary. It's totally worth uh, a listen to. He was talking about like the the shot where. The phone was under the bed, and she was reaching for it. He was like reading, reading that in the script. Like it sounds simple enough. It's a little bit of like a, we don't really need to do this, but it's a date movie, and all the girls are gonna be like, why don't she just go for her phone? So, if you're gonna indulge, you gotta totally indulge. But like, we just did that with CG because all those little hits where it just moves farther and farther away, like that's just gonna be a nightmare to shoot. So we did that digitally. I don't. I don't think it was when she was grabbing it. I think it's when it rolled under the bed and stopped. Okay. They were having okay. a problem that with makes like. More sense. And there's another shot with the gun too, where the gun like. Yeah, gets, the gun does the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And they were just like, "Fuck it, 
And those are CGI. <laughs> Fitcher's like, of I'm, course they well, are. The, so when when she throws the uh, the needle set thing in, that apparently took like a hundred and eight takes or something stupid, crazy like that. It was like a shit ton of takes. And he was like, I'm not doing this again. When we're doing the gun, that's going to be digital. Go go scan it however you need to scan it because we're not doing that for reals. Maybe somebody should teach uh, Fincher on how to shoot, man. He, he can get these shots in like a couple of three or four takes or something, man. Reversing it. <laughs> Well, I don't think you could do those shots reversed, but yeah. I wonder how many shots it took him to get those titles in the city. <laughs> I can see the wires. Well, had a lot of wire removal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these wires. Helicopters floating. And on that dad joke, I think we're going to take a break. <laughs> all right, kids, we're going to pull over at this uh, next uh, truck stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't go anywhere. We'll be back. But we're going to play the trailer for Panic Room. 4,200 square feet, four floors. Hardwood floors throughout, as many as six working fireplaces. Oh, my God, it's huge. Yes, I don't know if you have live-in help. No, 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 it's just the two of us. Huh, that's strange. What? Is this room smaller than it should be? You're the first person to notice. No one from our office had the slightest idea. It's called a panic room. What? A safe room. Castle keep in medieval times. Ford concrete walls, buried phone line not connected to the house's main line. You have your own ventilation system and a bank of surveillance monitors that covers nearly every corner of the house. What's to keep someone from prying open the door? Steel. Very thick steel. My room. Definitely my room. Welcome back. That was the trailer for David Fincher's Panic Room. That was a good trailer. Yeah, excellent trailer, Brian. Excellent trailer, Brian. There's a reason this movie made money. Mostly because it's a pretty decent movie, but that trailer, that trailer sells. This movie is a movie for for a trailer with as many cool little camera things are. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. This is a very trailer-friendly movie. There was a bunch of shots, though, that were in the trailer that were not in the film. Point him out, Brian. I think that it was all in the film. You just weren't. Yeah, paying I feel like most of it was in the no, film. No, there, there was all these extra shots of like the panic room, and they were talking about the panic room, and they had that weird dolly uh, in the trailer. They had a dolly of the laser that wasn't in the film. 
That I mean, was from sh- the, uh, the, 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 the brochure, you know, the, the DVD <laughs> that comes with the brochure showing off uh, all the features of the panic room that, you know, where Forrest, Whit- Forrest Whitaker works. Yeah, even the shot of uh, Forrest Whitaker going back behind the uh, back behind Jodie Foster. That was all done in one shot in the film, and in the trailer, it cuts in, and you can actually see him clear, not out of focus, but clearly go behind. It's a different shot. So, hmm. well, they they shot a lot of things in this movie that didn't make the cut. I mean, they they shot fifteen or eighteen days with Nicole Kidman. Um, they had at least ten days worth of of reshoots just on everything. They did have a different cinematographer when they started. Yeah. Interesting. Darius Kanji was originally hired, and then I think he was let go after six weeks. Him and Fincher had some disagreement. That's a long time. Was it that, was it that long, six weeks? Uh, yeah, that's what I had written down. He was fired after Man. six weeks. Yeah. There was like a little, uh, there's a little behind the scenes making of, and that, that's what they had on there. Wow. But yeah, and then Conrad Hall's uh, son, Junior, he came in and took over. <laughs> Thank you, Sir w- Sean Connery. I want to see Kanji stuff, man. Like it'd be more like ethereal, more um, don't I, I mean know, whimsical, maybe. Or, don't you feel like he he probably at least set some of the tone for for how they did some of this for, for the dynamic camera? I see that being him. Interesting. Well, no, I I would think that the dynamic camera was more Fincher, but I mean like the overall lighting feel being very dark. Yeah, very possible. Well, I don't know, man. There's always that story of uh, James Young used to used to always tell that when Kanji was uh, um, lighting at seven, Fincher would go over and turn his key off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that just blows my mind. Like, number one, that he he would know that that's okay. You know, he's like, well, we're gonna light it with flashlights, and then the the director's just okay with that. You know, like he knows as much as the cinematographer that he's like, I know I can do that, and I can still get the result I want. That's impressive. Yeah. Not too many directors cool. can pull that kind of let shit. It, let it go. You know, or, or not too many DPs would be able to cool this, to let it go. You know, well, like, perhaps okay, cool, that's we're, we're why he only it. lasted six weeks into this second movie that they did uh. together. <laughs> you touch my fucking lights from, again, I'm yeah. walking. <laughs> had, had enough of that from, uh, from Seven. Look, you're a great guy and everything, but I'm fucking done with you professionally. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to imagine that that there was some conversation at least close to that because Fincher on the director's commentary was talking about like how excited he was to show Kanji like the set already built, and he he walked in and was just mortified was the word that David Fincher used on the director's commentary, mortified that they had already done all of the set design and and production design without him and like the set was already built and he didn't get to have a chance to speak into it where are you gonna fucking put the goddamn lights (laughs) yeah i I was about to say i kind of agree with that man like you know he he should have been a part of it just you know so we know what the hell's happening well i mean you know that's the thing with fincher man like fincher does know how to do a little bit of everyone's job you know i mean he he gets that complaint in hollywood like people are like oh yeah he's he's a little pushy he's he's you know he's tough to work for I don't know. That's also what. That's kind of also why you hire the guy, though, right? Right. I don't know. It's it's like a James Cam- Cameron uh, scenario. Like any time you ever you know see or talk to anybody that's ever worked with that guy, he's he's always probably he usually pisses somebody off because he says something you know it's like ah well I can do your job better and then let me show you how and whatever. <laughs> some people are like that, and some people aren't okay working for someone like that which is totally fair 
it's definitely come under like different light. I, with, you know, especially with Josh Whedon, where it's like you know, like he he's mean. How many directors have you worked for that are just like super swell, happy people? <laughs> they're usually, I mean, they're usually like, I don't know, kind of short tempered or very they're depressy. Very cranky, they're cranky. Uh, they're all cranky, <laughs> but the ones that are like overly, overly happy and all that, I've totally seen them break down. Oh, because they're on drugs, right? <laughs> <laughs> it could be a part of it. It could be a part of it. Every, Fair assessment. Every time I'm happy, I, I'm on drugs. I mean, but like also <laughs> when you're drugs. directing, when you're directing though and happy, come on. <laughs> I mean, it seems like from my relatively limited experience with high-level Hollywood directors that there's there's a certain level of uh, hyper control that that becomes necessary when you're working with you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of budget where you feel the weight of the responsibility that maybe at some point it might start to crack people? Well, I think also, I mean, when I look at directors who don't really have any, any experience at all, and it's like what, like their first project or their first couple of projects, uh, they, they actually are pretty happy, but they're also like wildly incompetent and they waste so much time. Mm. But they're just there for the experience and they're having so much fun. And... <laughs> You know, other people are not there just because it's fun. <laughs> We're making art, guys. Isn't this amazing? As a fucking grip's walking by, lugging a giant sand, like giant sandbag. In a stand. Aren't you so happy to be yeah. here? Okay, so by the way, about the mill penalty thing. <laughs> uh guys i i know i know that we said we're going to be looking this way but uh i just really think that we should be looking this other direction you know right where all the gears and lights is lights are let's just flop that can we please and uh, can we have it ready in about 10 minutes sorry about that change fuck you fuck you <laughs> i'm gonna go get some coffee yeah <laughs> i know when you got that ready Get, a, get several <laughs> cups of coffee it's gonna be more than one. Oh, i got time for a donut too good, good oh good. man god man Crafty's on point today. Oh guys. man, been on there. Point. Holy shit! <laughs> Real fucking talk, Jared. And the grips just want to go. Fuck! Get the fuck out of my house! <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I was on the NFL Films thing uh, recently, and there was a guy walking around with a fucking tray, and I was like, God, I love what? Money. <laughs> oh, I love money too. with a yes. tray. He's like, yes. he's like, he's like, would you like some warm soup? And I'm like, oh no, I'm doing keto. And he's like, oh, I can try to find something for you. I was like, I'm good, buddy. Thank you. God. Really? When they yeah. ask me, I'm yeah. always like, yes, what, what else can you pull out of your little bag? I, dude, I just know they have nothing Please for me. I bring my own shit. Go find something else. I would love to see what you've got. <laughs> we have seven types of Nutri-Grain bars. <laughs> Man. Have you seen the limited edition s'mores? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Saul from Southern Green is me on set when there's crafty. Like, mm, oh, yes, I haven't eaten like this in years. Yes. <laughs> cereal bars is so fucking on point, man. Welch's, food, Welch's fruit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> some real fucking talk right there. Yeah, man. There, there, may, be, there may be some of those cuties, the little small oranges, mm, uh, mm. Nutri-Grain bars. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, that crafty person had a membership to Costco. <laughs> oh, it's all Kirkland brand. <laughs> oh, that, that's where they have the, you get the cutie oranges and the uh, fruit snacks from. Dude, uh, there's this now because of COVID, there's this thing where you can't really, they're, they're not really doing coffee as much, you know, like communal yeah. stuff. So yeah. they're doing these like little, I've never seen it before. It's, it's like a coffee tea bag and you drop it down in there and they, and then they've got just hot water. 
And then you can pour hot water, and then it, it's kind of like an instant coffee, but it looks like instant, a tea bag, but it's instant coffee. Instant coffee is terrible. Okay, that sounds awful, and you should refuse to work on any of those going forward. Just <laughs> like, as a like I, just, I just flip the crafty table. I'm like, fuck yes. this. Yes. So <laughs> what they're supposed to do, because you can't be communal, is the crafty person is supposed to pour your coffee for you, and Correct. you should still have actual coffee. Real Correct. coffee. Yes, yes. Have experience and can affirm that is accurate. <laughs> I just and the crafty coffee. person should also be wearing gloves, <laughs> and it's a very safe environment. Yeah. You don't have to use coffee tea bags, whatever. That's no. Don't, don't, you don't do tea that. bag your coffee. And, and it's don't hard. Do that. <laughs> and look, it, it. and as 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 a large person going to the crafty table during COVID times makes you feel really bad because you can't just reach out and grab something. Somebody has to hand it to you, so you're like. Uh, yeah, can I get the uh, the trail mix, uh, the small uh, Oreos? And, like, oh, he's uh, still going. Oh, oh do, do he's still have, asking for do more. Do you have Cheez-Its? <laughs> the guys are really hungry back at the yeah. crew. Yeah, so Ooh, you're what gonna, about the Cheez-Its? You're going to have a, a walk of shame back to that grip truck. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, here's this fat ass coming for another round. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, this is part of payment. So, yeah, uh, I'll take the Ho-Hos and Accurate. the... Uh, None of this is going in my grip bag, I swear. I'm going to eat it all oh, right dude, now. Last day, my grip bag is full of Doritos. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> if you want to know where the Doritos are, all of, all of the fruit and nut mixes Bro, into the grip bag. Even if I'm on keto, I load up and then, <laughs> like, passing them out That shit lasts for a long time, man. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. Doritos last forever. So how about we talk about the really, really, really crazy, impossible propane scene? That was fun, though. I, 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 I like it his... so much, though. Like, fuck reality. I really like what it does for the moment. All right. Again, when we're talking about geography, you know, like, think about what they're doing, how they're explaining how that works with fucking uh, this really nice gas displacement for fucking 2002 yeah. and a fucking yeah. feather. That feather showed you oh, the exact. Oh my god, yeah. I love that feather so much. Yeah, that, that was that, that like was dolly amazing. move where you're following the feather and it totally motivates the entire camera move. I like I rewound it just to just to enjoy the feather floating. Dude, there were many times in this film where I had to rewind and watch things over and over again just to see what they were doing. But yeah, man, you're right. That that feather thing is really cool. So it it totally sells it. It's 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 visually telling the story without them having to really over explain it. But in a way, actually over-explaining it visually, but in a really neat way. Oh, the whole movie's fucking heavy-handed as shit. Yeah. But, like, it it works really, really well for, for what they're trying to do. It doesn't ever feel heavy-handed, even though it absolutely is. It's like, this is what's in your face. There's literally nothing else besides this. I'm not going to describe it any other way. You just get to experience what it is that I'm showing you right now. So what is your problem, Jared, with the propane? Besides the fact that it wouldn't actually it, explode it like wouldn't that work or like that. sit on the uh, ceiling pro- or propane's propane's heavier than air, it would actually explode <laughs> at the bottom where they were. Uh, I don't think that it, it also would have sucked all of the oxygen out of that room and they would be dead. Um, let's see what else. Uh, it doesn't right. make any all of the sense. reality things. <laughs> yeah, the reality <laughs> of it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and also, why are the guys fighting? Turn turn it off. You're not going to fucking kill these people. All he had to do. Was walk over there and jerk that fucking hose out of that wall. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Wait, no, hold up. That guy's got a gun, dude. He didn't have his gun out at that point. He's like, he's like, he's like, turn it off. And they're having an argument. I'm, I, I still wouldn't press the issue. I would still talk it out before like doing something. Jerking to, the pipe out of yeah, the wall. Yeah. I, I mean, I got no, granted. He gets more unstable as the movie goes. You don't jerk things when there are people with guns, okay? You don't. A few years ago, I was very into news articles about home invasions. And my favorite ones. 
I'm Do utterly too. shocked by that statement. That is <laughs> no, brand new information. My favorite ones were always too. when the people who lived in the home would be make friends with the home invaders. And my favorite one was a story in Canada and uh, they ended up helping their invader like go to college because they decided he just needed help. And so they gave wow. him money to, wow. <laughs> and helped him like apply and go to college. And there was another story in New York where they, somebody like they were having a dinner party where somebody like, you know, just rolled up and was like gonna rob them. And they were like, actually you can do that. But like, do you want to sit and have some food first? And would you like some wine? And like, dude just sat and like joined their dinner party. And then it was like, actually they're like, you do you still want to like do your thing? And he's like, no, no, I'm good. Never mind. You guys have a good night. And he just like went home. And so Holy <laughs> the shit. whole time that I was watching this, I was like, I feel like you can talk to these people. <laughs> like, see like why yeah. are you guys fighting so much? Because like, this is like a thing. Like you can totally like, <laughs> That's so Connect true. with your home invader, and you don't have to go to war with them. No, if they would have been like, hey, um, there's a safe in the floor upstairs that we need to get something out of uh, that we, it was left for us. Can we go get our shit, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like, you know, like the story you're talking about, dude's like pouring him a glass of wine. He's like, Charles, you know what I think you need? A college education. <laughs> I think that would just change everything for you. I don't know. <laughs> These particular burgers, burglars were definitely going to kill those guys, right? I, well, I okay. So in, in defense of, of this story versus reality, I, I thought that was actually one of the, the, the more well thought out parts of Force Whitaker's character versus uh, Raul. And and him being such a wild card. If it was literally just Jerry Leto and Forrest Whitaker, they probably could have been like, "Oh Jesus! Like you went into the panic room. We we didn't think anyone was here. Like we we just need to get in there. Can you guys be chill for like a minute? Here, have another glass of wine. Yeah, but Raul's she was the one it. with the. He brought the fucking gun. They didn't bring a gun. Like all, they weren't expecting any actual resistance. Raul's the one that's like, "Yeah, let's fuck some shit up." Well, yeah, he's like, "That's what you get for bringing a gun." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's Looking right. Me. If he had not yeah, brought your, that your gun, fingers are gone. Yeah, man. Oh, all, uh, they would have had so many less problems. I like seeing him pick up his fingers when the doors open. <laughs> oh Dude, my god! Great. He's like, oh god. Fincher says he still has those fake fingers, and he leaves them as a uh, they're a paperweight on his desk. So he has like sticky notes with like those fucking fingers just sitting on his desk. That's awesome. Hey, can we talk about though at the end though? Because I felt like. You know, once all of the bad guys were were killed, like then like Forrest Whitaker takes his shit and is like peace, and then like the police stop him and he goes to jail. And I was like, that's not nice. He tried to like help you, and he like saved your daughter and gave her the shot. And like, no, he- they're gonna oh, get him out. Consequences no, 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 of doing see, the, 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 the right face thing. That, that she lands on at the end of the movie is very weird. So we, yeah. we're, we're cutting back to 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 uh, to Meg's face, and then we cut back to um, what was his name. They actually said his name. She, she, it began with like a B. Burnham? Burnham. Burnham. Burnham, yeah. It's and written Burnham's, on his jacket because he's yeah, super he's smart idiot. about that. Yeah, he's a total idiot. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Burnham's standing there. And it, and it cuts back and forth. But she's got this, like, really interesting look on her face. It's not like, oh, well, great, everything's good. It's like she's contemplating something. Like, 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 like there's another beat that's supposed to happen that we don't get to see. Uh, it's very interesting the way it, it ends like that. I agree with that. I thought there was more to it. And I... Feel like the added scene of them moving to the Upper East Side, or where I, th- yeah, they were moving to the Upper East Side at the end, just seemed like very tacked on because yeah, 
Like 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 there was another ending that they for whatever reason there was another ending, show. but it was the same exact thing. It was just in a different location. It was in uh, it was in Central Park, like overlooking some skyscrapers, and it was kind did of they from do behind a reverse them. jaws on that too. Yeah, they did. A pu- it, instead it, instead of a push pull, it's a pull push. They're, they're they're dollying back and zooming in, and very sexily. <laughs> it's obviously a love letter to Hitchcock, man. I mean, that's what this movie is, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's very Hitchcockian. Absolutely. As it were. But also Fincherian. Fincherian? Fincherian? The Fincherian candidate? Yeah. I mean, what is Fincher but, like, you know, modern-day Hitchcock? Mean, really, what is Fincher but, like, you know, modern-day Hitchcock? I mean, you know, the way that he the way that he can just let it, like, live when the camera really needs to live, but he also really knows how to compose a shot and let actors fall into specific blocking. He knows how to tell the story with the camera. Like, Albert Hitchcock. Am I right? <laughs> You're right. Go ahead and give this movie a... <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this isn't a 10. Am I right? Am I right? Are, are, are we there already? There's so much happening <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This went very meta in, in, in the... Uh... <laughs> That was a commentary on your commentary. It, it, it's, it, it's hard to talk about the masters. Why? Isn't that the whole point of them being masters, so that we can talk about them being masters? <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think it's easier to dissect shitty work than it is to dissect great work. Because, like, it's harder to say, why does something work? Other, you know, it's, it's easier to point it like, that's wrong. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I took literally two notes on this, and then I got sucked in. And I stopped taking notes, and I was like, ah. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I was supposed to take notes at the end of the movie. I was like, fuck, I didn't, Dude, I didn't write anything here. on this. Out of most of the stuff we've seen lately, I actually fell into the story of this one, but then my, most of my notes are like, so darkly lit. Great world building. My, uh, my second note was, oh, shit, I forgot that this happened on the first night they moved in. Of course nothing is set up and all the things. And then I was just, yeah, just what gone, crazy. just in it. Yeah, yeah. of course you move into your brand new house, and then <laughs> next thing you know, yeah. there's $30 million worth of shit in the floor. Six, she moved 16. Out. She moved out, like, seemingly immediately, but, like, I feel well, like... Well, not necessarily immediately. Like, the, the beginning of the movie looks like spring. The end of the movie, it's clearly fall. So well, there was definitely some time. Well, it can't well, be that yeah. much time because they still have fresh <laughs> bruises. Did they? Yeah. When they're... Oh, yeah. Okay. They smack each other around a lot, Brian. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of doorways that get fallen into, okay? Oh, but speaking of that, like, that's also the other thing. When the police show up... I mean, I couldn't believe, I mean, like, there's a thing that, like, you know, women who are typically it's domestic violence and not, you know, home invasion, but whatever. But, like, there's a way that women signal the police or signal somebody to call for help. And, like, the cop even very clearly was like, yo, (laughs) like, blink your, like, yeah. Yeah. Blink your blink your eyes if you need help. And she was just like, no, I'm totally good. Like, why couldn't you just be like, listen, they're holding my daughter hostage, so I can't let you in. Can you circle back in like 20 minutes? Why did they come back? Well, I think that if you watch that scene, uh, it, it actually goes right from that. And then it cuts to the monitor in the panic room, and she's still talking to him. And the characters are actually inside the panic room talking. And then that scene ends, and she comes back inside. So we don't know what. Yeah, but it comes back, and he's still fishing for. He's still fishing for it. It's not like he's like, yes, ma'am, I understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I don't think there was a cue thrown in there. No, I don't but think there's are... the cue thrown in. I we think don't he just know didn't because believe her, and he. he... No, but they around. also had lots of moments where where they were cutting back and forth between the video monitors in the panic room, and then like what was actually happening 
He was in still the inquisitive. He, ne- he never was like... It was know, always supposed to be like, this just happened, now here's the other person's view of what just happened. Or you saw them on the monitor, now here's what they're actually saying. It was never like, oh, a concurrent time where this happened and then here's the rest of the conversation kind of stuff. It was like, this is happening at the same time, but we can't physically show it at the same time, so we're going to cut to the other angle. So yeah, I was really confused. Like, if, if, like, if, they, if that's the way it was supposed to be, like, you know, that she did throw a cue or something... Uh, it's very interesting because at the end, like when you see that same cop again, you know, she's there. I, they don't even really share like a glance. Okay, so guys, if she didn't throw that cue in there, why do you think the fucking cop showed back up at the end? Do you, I you have no clue. You guys must because think this is the shittiest fucking film ever of all time. He's probably bored. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. Like, please explain the logic here to me. If she did not it's, signal to the cop. How how does this cop? That was that was actually in my notes. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know either because they specifically said like you could blink or something, and then they cut to Jodie Foster, like and she doesn't blink. It's at like all. twenty seconds, and she's like not blinking, and I'm sitting yeah, there being like, I have to bro. blink right now. This is so long, I can't not blink. And then they cut away from that, and then we see the rest of the but scene. But when he on comes the- back. It comes back, Brian. I get what you're saying. He's still saying. He, it, no, it, it, when, when, when it comes back, he says, you have a good night, ma'am, and he fucking leaves, and she watches him go through the peephole. There's three shots. Three shots. No, there, there's, more, there's more said before. Before, uh, before not after. Not after. When we come back from the panic room afterwards, it's like... Pause the podcast and bring it up. I, I, I got it. <laughs> I mean, bro, like, okay, like, you just think the movie's that crappy? You just think they just threw, a, like, a deus ex machina cops bust in at the end? Yeah. It, yeah, it, I kind of uh, did, uh, Yeah, I had that feeling. It, a little bit. And it did a little bit feel kind of like that. Wow. I would have I mean, loved you, it. You think would... Would... Yeah, I would have loved you, it. Brian, I, think, I, think, I think you're reading into that scene that it's not there. If what your guys are saying is true, then I would say this movie is a piece of shit and it's garbage. We need to go see the scene again real quick just to make sure. The random cops just they just show up for no fucking reason at all. That was what I that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. And they just they bust into this house. It's not like it's not like they walked in. It's not like they knocked in, bust in. And they're guys that are showing up in the backyard with fucking machine guns. It's like a whole SWAT unit. Guys. (laughs) <laughs> I'm having a hard time swallowing this pill. Wait, Jared, are you pulling it up? Fuck yes, I'm pulling it up. <laughs> we're not going to go this far and not be able to solve this. Just give me a minute. Well, while we're waiting, I, I, I guess we got to throw yeah, you out. You guys go ahead. Yeah, the the budget was $48 million. It did make 197 worldwide. So it was a nice hit. It's a lot of money. Which Fincher needed after uh, Fight Club because that, did not, uh, that didn't do very good at the box office. Wait, really? What if... What did Fight Club do? Uh, it, man, it only made like a hundred million, maybe like a hundred and ten, but it cost over sixty, sixty-five, close to seventy or something like that million to make. Jeez. So it didn't really return Jeez. its investment. Well, that's because they had like five million locations for like an eighth of a page moments. All right, I finally found the scene. Give me one second. Said one twenty nine. Can you fast forward just a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> you really train you guys, huh? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Cross my heart. No cuts back. Sorry to disturb you, ma'am. 
God damn it, Brian. Okay, it could have happened there. I missed it. Well, you know, but I wasn't the only one. Okay, all I'm saying is, like, yeah, it, otherwise, guys, this would have been the worst movie ever fucking made. Well, maybe that's what I was thinking the whole time, Brian, and I was just trying to hold my tongue. <laughs> Holy shit. No. I, I was confused at the end. I was like, wow. Didn't, yeah, why are they here? The bad guys look at look at the thing, and then they hang their heads like, cool, she got rid of them. I guess we're okay. Yeah, they're very trusting, these bad guys. Well, it's because I don't, I mean... Most of them aren't bad guys. They're not. I mean, one's a yep. rich kid, and one's he's a bad guy, but he has a heart of gold, you know. And the other, he's... the other one's a little loose cannon, but <laughs> yeah, Raul is the wild card for sure. But Mister Bertram, Forrest Whitaker, there, he's he's been doing panic rooms. He's been installing them for twelve years, so he knows what the fuck is up. And this is the first time he's tried to break into one, so. You would think he would know everything about that thing, you know. And I was thinking, like, how big the he did the air vent the air he, vents he are. Totally he totally did to get in there another way. <laughs> no, they're they're no. too small to. I mean, you can't like none of them could fit through it. Maybe if they had an eleven year old on their side, they could like send <laughs> one through. I mean, I get don't know. Tummy. I don't know much about the panic rooms, but again, I did work on doomsday preppers, and all of these people have shelters. And <laughs> I can't get over that. <laughs> and no, there's like, like there, you have like one main way in, and there's like one backup. And so, if anything happens to your like two points of entry, like you're just dead in the ground. <laughs> like you just have like a very expensive coffin. Wow. And so yeah. I mean, I assume that's the that's panic rooms are similar. Yeah, and if you're down in your coffin and you're flashing your light, your neighbor's gonna be like, "Fuck you, Come sleep." <laughs> I love that moment. Like that's <laughs> that feels so New York. Not having lived there, Kristen can affirm or deny. That seems that's the moment that I'm like, "Yeah, no, this is this is how other people would likely respond to this moment." Stop! What are you flashing in my window? Fuck you! I mean, that's a hell of a flashlight from that distance. She's <laughs> like, I know, I know what SOS like is because i watched titanic which i thought was kind of funny but like also like no one knows what like who how many people know how to flashlight sos like nobody does okay you one person all right wait greg you know how to wow you were did you also get it from titanic (laughs) prove it griggs where's your flashlight (laughs) go to that lamp in the background i want to see you could literally do anything and we would know the difference <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great! Oh man, you nailed it! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Best Titanic SOS huh? I've ever seen. <laughs> my dad was a Boy Scout. He was an Eagle Scout, actually. My two, three of my brothers were Boy Scouts. One of them became an Eagle Scout. I was not of the nerd level that was required to go to the Boy Scouts. I definitely skipped that, but I still learned a couple of things. And I had a pocket knife, so Scout. apparently it was enough. <laughs> you could be like Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like honestly, like if you see flashing lights, like how many people are going to be like, oh no, let me call the police, which is which they ended up doing. Like they, the police said they got another call from the neighbor about flashing lights. If you see lights flashing, well, he did flashing, say that. That's a good point. If you see lights flashing, are you going to like go knock on the door and be like, excuse me, is everything okay in your home? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. New York or not. <laughs> I'm not going to walk down the eight flights of stairs in my building to then walk up to the four flights of stairs in yours to maybe get the right apartment and be like, were you shining a flashlight through your window? I don't think I would have woken up from that either. Yeah, I don't think I would have because I woke up today and all the lights were on in my house because I have an automated (laughs) home and my power had gone out. And I woke up 
like I normally would, but just all the lights were on. I was like, oh, weird. So I don't, I don't think it would have gotten me. But while we were talking about that, uh, I was thinking about the shots of the, of the man and the extremely bright flashlight shot. That's very rear window. More Hitchcock. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Wait, what is yeah. what? Right, yeah, look, looking into the... We don't want to go down that road. Oh, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, just, just the way it's, com- it's composed, kind of wide, but you've seen all, everything else around it with still, you know, it's not just like on that window. Right. It's, it's still very open. It's a lot of master comparing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. My brain can't handle that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got anything else? Uh, I just wanted to say how fucked up it is that 911 puts somebody on hold when they're uh, dying. Uh, <laughs> 911, please hold. Doesn't that well, actually happen? <laughs> it does happen, and they usually justify it by saying that people call 911 with non-emergencies, and so they're overwhelmed, and that's why it happens. And sometimes, like they don't answer the phone, and that's usually that how they justify it. Is yeah, yeah. But isn't there also some sort of like requirement that if if they receive a nine one one call and they're they're not able to confirm something that they actually have to send a squad car out to check it or something like that? Well, one time I accidentally dialed nine one one and hung up on them, and they did not send any police out to me, but they did like call me back. Like, and it was, mm. I was at an office, which is how I accidentally, because you have to dial nine and one to get out, which is how I accidentally dialed nine. Oh, wow. And that so- <laughs> seems like a bad combination right there. Um, but Who no, but they ended up system? like calling directly back to my line, like oh. not. Yeah. So that was kind of well, cool. That's impressive. That's yeah. a little bit more than star 69 could do back in the day. Am I they right? called you back and they were like, promise me you'll never do anything like that. Again. <laughs> okay. Like that was so, that was such a ridiculous moment. Like what? Why would she promise that? Like, if I had a child and we and I decided to go the Jodie Foster route of like attacking people, like <laughs> I'm gonna also Just be cause. like, yeah, well, kind of. I mean, I think again, like you should communicate and like talk it out. But like, <laughs> let's say you decide not to do that. Like, you have a child. Like, why would you be like? You should be like, look, this is how we, this is how we like smoke people out of the house. Like, like you should teach her. Like, why are you not like, why are you chastising her? Because you decided to do something. I don't know. I thought that was weird. Do as I say, not as I do. No, because look, look, <laughs> if, if, let's say the child. Terrible then, parody. Look, if the child is like, Accurate. if the child is now in a home invasion situation and she's like, oh, well, this is how my mom got rid of them last time. But she told me not to do it. So, <laughs> like, like I feel like context <laughs> Clearly, is my mother here. last time was uh, morally conflicted about making sure that we could stay alive. So, yeah. uh, no, the next if, Halloween movie. If I'm with my child and I feel like I'm being attacked and I need to, like, kill somebody, I'm going to be like, look, this is how we kill people. Like, don't ever let them take you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how we kill people. Yeah. This is how we do it in this household. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like that that probably had more to do with with Fincher trying to not make Jodie Foster have to go through all this fucking trauma, and then also kill a guy. That that was a little bit of like, oh no, like we actually still want her to be somewhat good. It just made me feel like she's an irresponsible parent, and that Kristen Stewart is actually the parent in this situation. Damn. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Ma, like every time, like the mom tells her not to ride the scooter in the house. Like all the setup stuff in the beginning, it's it's all that uh, her redhead friend or realtor. Uh, who the, who was the realtor that? chick? I think, I think she's a realtor. realtor. She's a realtor. 
Yeah, they did yeah, not. She's a buyer. I didn't know if it was her lawyer or. I thought it was her friend at first, but then she was definitely like trying to push her to buy it. So I got the impression that she was a realtor too. Yeah, that's what kind of yeah. Just shouting, "Hey, cat!" Well, I mean, yeah, Jodie Foster is like she doesn't control her kid, and like I don't know. I do like the little moment where she tells her good night and. She says something like, I, I love you so much it makes me hurt or something. She's like, I it's, know. It's disgusting like, I how much I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I do like that, like, her sarcastic response. And that, that is a good moment, too. Mm-hmm. And she's still got to ask mom to, like, hey, it's kind of dark in here. Can we turn the light on? I, I don't know. There, there are moments <laughs> that. It's a big, scary house. It's a brand new big, scary house. Yeah. She's almost yeah, a teenager, but she's still, like, a little kid at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she is. She's really cute. I loved Kristen Stewart in this. She's she fucking kills it in this movie, man. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. For I guess, uh, tell I mean, me some okay. moments when she's not amazing. I mean, I thought for like a little kid actor, I thought it was fine. You know, it was it was great. This is not like, oh my god, you seen fucking Macaulay Culkin on Home Alone? Oh my god, you know, it's it. There's not like a. I don't okay, know. but but for for a, a child actor who's not like the lead carrying the whole fucking movie, like how could she have been better? There should have been more stunts with the people trying to invade, like Home Alone is what he's saying. It's a lot like Home Alone, but, you know. <laughs> it is very Home Alone. There was a more, reference to Joe Pesci, she, she, okay? She should have been more at the forefront and setting up traps and shit and really making this happen. Forrest Whitaker yeah, was like that. I'm also. not dealing with Joe Pesci. <laughs> I think that was a, a Goodfellas joke, though, because he was like, Oh, what? I totally yeah. felt both of the things. Yeah. yeah, It worked on several levels. Yeah. How am I funny? Like I'm a fucking clown? Like I'm here to fucking amuse you? Look at me. Tell me how I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? Or we had ratings here. Unless you want to talk about the music. Was it Howard Shore? It was Howard Shore. It sure was. I actually like the sound effects more than the music. I have to agree with that. There's a lot of like really, really good sound design yeah. in this. The panic room lights, when those get flicked on, you fucking feel them. Yep. Um, yep. The flashlight. They do this really good thing where Kristen Stewart's just clicking the flashlight on and off, and the guys are having an argument downstairs, and the way that the flashlight clicking and their argument is cutting back and forth, it is just creating so much fucking tension right there, and you're just like, oh my god, yeah. somebody's going to get shot, somebody's going to get shot, and it's like, no. Absolutely. Well, and like all the, the house noises, right? Like like the creaking of the, the boards when they walk on it. And- yeah. But, but then even when it's not, though. Like yeah. when she's like she's like hiding and and the dude's like yelling up to her. He thinks she's on the the the, the floor above, and he's like, "Come down, lady, or yeah. whatever." And she's like in the same the same hallway, but she's like moving toward him, and it's all quiet. But but you know anyone who's ever walked on wooden floors, and even when she like hits down to get to the her cell phone, the fucking you can see the board bend in. Yeah, you know, that shit's yep. creaking and cracking the whole time she's making a step. But but they remove all that sound there. Yeah, and it totally helps the uh, the suspense there. So it's really neat. Yeah. Well, like even like the the sounds of like um, the elevator, like while they're doing the the walkthrough at the beginning, and Kristen Stewart's riding the elevator, and they're like, "Kid, get out of the elevator!" Like, like that that just a couple little sounds here and there, and then that one line like tells them later that oh, Kristen Stewart knows what's up with the elevator, and she says, "Oh, you have to hit the 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 button between the floors or whatever." Man, there's just ah, oh, it's it's that's some really really well crafted stuff right there. That's so good too, because the guy showing the uh, the apartment, like every time like the elevator switches direction, like he, yeah. he will stop and give like a little look, just yep. a little beat, like, <sighs> up until he's just like, "Tell that child." <laughs> <laughs> can can I show you the rest of the house before I leave? Like he's just like, "Fuck you!" I'm leaving. Whether you know, I'm here for a certain amount of time, and you're gonna like, yeah, you're gonna see this house. 
I love that it's not there's not a cloud in this fucking sky and he's still got the umbrella. <laughs> of course. He's so proper. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I mean, it, you know, it, it rained that night, so it, he's he's not that far off. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's another area where the sound was great, man. That fucking uh, 5.1 surround sound, bro, and that fucking rain oh. was amazing. It's so yeah, good. No it's shit. so good. When the rain was stuff was happening... I thought that my I had been the I had been uh, thawing some uh, some steaks earlier, and I thought that my sink was running over. Like it, like like it, it, it's so realistic and and like on yeah. and, and panned left. I, I thought that I had there was a, a water leak in my house. Excellent. Yeah, excellent rain. But, like turn around, like is it raining outside? Because my yeah, surround no sounds like yeah. right on the windows. Like no, no, that's the movie. You it's could really feel good. that budget. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> they actually took uh, rain towers and they had two of them. And they were they were they were spouting in different directions, and that's how actually how they get that crazy like vortex look in their rain. You, know, you get that texture where you have like two different well, rains coming yeah. from two different directions and making this zigzag pattern on got screen. Sting and rain. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, this was a really big budget, but it feels like they spent it all in the right places. I feel like you you feel the budget in all in all the ways that you should. Yeah, it looks expensive. It, really it does. does, and it's complicated as fuck. For a super simple movie, Fincher found some really, really specific ways to make it really complicated. He likes to do that. <laughs> What's the most complicated way we can do this? Shoot it a hundred times, and then decide to use uh, motion capture and CGI. Cool, let's do that. I think this yeah. is like the highest budgeted film we've talked about, where it takes place in one location. I don't think we. That's what happens when you you build the entire location from scratch, so you can wild every single fucking wall. And floor, maybe not adjusted for inflation, but you know, what's adjusted the, for inflation. What's the on this, uh, forty-eight. Yeah, from two thousand two, I'm going to say that's what. It's got to be around seventy-five or seventy. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere around there. Twenty years of inflation. Jared, you looking it up? No, I was trying to see um, what Lady in the Water's <laughs> budget was because that was all one location, seventy million dollars. That was a bigger location, though. It wasn't yeah. as complicated of a location, but it was a bigger location. And had a lot more people in it. Lady in the Water. One location movie, Brian. And that's the only reason my brain went there. <laughs> wasn't like that I'm saying that Lady in the Water is the best Shyamalan no, movie No, it's because ever. you were comparing Masters of Hitchcock, and you were like, what else outside of David Fincher is more of a master than in my Shyamalan? And see, your well, brain that's can unbreakable, do it. which is, yeah. <laughs> see, see, Jared? You were like, I can't, dead I can't do Jared, you can do it. You just just need a little warm up, baby. <laughs> yeah, I just needed an hour and a half podcast warm up to get in my brain ready is. to there talk about the Masters. You know, <laughs> next month is the Masters only on the Movie Crew Podcast. Are we, are we starting with Walking Phoenix, the Master? That's We're all going to put our little blazers it, on sorry. and talk about the Masters. Oh my goodness! Oh, it was a golf joke. <laughs> I got it. I got it. He sports balled me. I still yes. don't get it, but that's okay. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have to be in on the joke. Um, I think we're definitely at ratings here. Who's this going first? I'll go first. Thank you, Kristen. I think this movie is very well done. I think the acting is really great. I think it looks really beautiful. The camera work is fantastic. I do not have surround sound, so I did not think it was raining in my house. Um, but I can appreciate <laughs> that the sound is also quality. <laughs> high, high quality. <laughs> um, but, like, honestly, I had, I just, 
I just feel like the story was so simplistic. It kind of bothered me. Like, I felt like so many things. I was just like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you acting that way? It's so stupid. Like, just stop. And I almost felt like, while I do think the acting was outstanding, I almost felt like it was a little overacted. Uh, maybe I just don't like Jodie Foster. I don't know. But I think I do. I like her in other stuff. I, I just didn't enjoy her in this. I think this would have been so much better with Nicole Kidman. So spaghetti straps. She's just totally throwing you off. <laughs> <laughs> she Wait, looks there was great acting in this? <laughs> in the top. She looks great in the top. If she wasn't talking, maybe um, I could get behind it a little bit more. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's so it's really tough. Like, I really, really want to like this movie because there's so much about it to like. But I just couldn't, I, maybe I just didn't like the characters. I just couldn't get behind the characters. I don't know. So uh, I'm going to have to give this a 6.5. Wow. Yeah. That Whoa. seems a little low. Uh, I can go lower. I, I can go lower if you want. Yeah, yeah. Can you go lower? Can you go lower? Let the lady keep her score. 6.5. No, no, no. No, no. 6.5 is pretty good. You just keep in mind that, that five is like, you know, mediocre. <laughs> so uh, five is average. Five is average. That's the same thing. Average, mediocre. No, but like <laughs> when I have such a problem with the story and the characters, like, does it really matter how great of a production it is? Mm. Touche. You know, you see, I, I, I completely agree trick. with you, but, but, I, but it's, it's weird how, how your, your, your gauge goes. Everybody. We're all. I think we're all kind of saying the same thing, but Gage is going to go a little bit differently, sure. especially in my, in my world. I mean, I this movie is extremely fun. Uh, if you're wait, are you going right now? F- are you are you just going? <laughs> I feel it. I feel all right. right. Oh, can I not? Just can go, can it not just be natural? Just go. Well, yeah, just, just let it go. be natural. Shh, I just, I just... Shh, just go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now. I had a, I had a whole thing I was going to say, and it's gone. It's about your no, gauge. You do not. Uh, like, no, yeah. What was it? <laughs> it's about your gauge. Your your gauge. Your gauge is a little off. She went low. You're going to go high. <laughs> oh no no! I was going to say. Yeah, that everything in this film is done really well. But I think that this movie is like a filmmaker's movie. And I think that anytime you want to talk about one of these masters, and then you can start getting super nerdy about it and why they did this mm. and who they're referencing and what's happening here and so much thought has gone into it, uh, you know, it, it becomes something different. It becomes more filmy instead of movie and so, yeah, like as a filmmaker, this movie is kind of like porn. You know, it's kind of sexy to see how we move from scene to scene and, and create pace. And, and, and may, maybe the acting is kind of over the top because they're having to do it so many fucking times. It, it, they're only picking up specific pieces. So you're going in just to do these few lines, you know, just to pick up, you know, from the 12 shots that are going to happen. It's a super cool movie. It, it, it's, it's neat to, uh, to see. I mean, like, all the characters are actually pretty well defined. You know, you, you kind of know how everybody's going to kind of react after you get to a certain point in the film. Uh, you know, so it all kind of plays into how it should, it should go. I don't know. I'm going to give the movie a, an eight. Uh, and see, I, I drop it down a couple points as well because the story does feel a little simple, but I do appreciate the, uh, the, the filmmaking that went into it. It is it's really sexy and it's very. Uh, cutting edge for the time and it's also makes me feel really old because this film came out when i was uh in uh graduating high school and now we talk about it being antiquated so now i'm like oh shit i'm getting old but uh yeah go ahead and go mike (laughs) um (laughs) 
so I, I, I actually really love the simplicity of the story. Um, this is from writer David Cup, who also wrote Jurassic Park. Um, Very simple story. And, Classic, and though. Classic. Adapted Jurassic Park. Thank you very okay, much. Fair screenplay. Michael Crichton, right? Accurate. Um, he wrote several others that are like, oh, damn, you did that, too. And then I've just totally forgotten him, and I don't have IMDb in front of me right now. Like but. Snake Eyes. There it is. That uh, Wait, 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 wait. Snake Eyes. Um, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, that Nicolas Cage joint. Yeah. Please continue, guys. That's also good. Uh... So I saw this, I didn't see it in the theater, but I saw it like the year or so after it came out. Um, And I remember being, like, I remember just leaving an impression on me, like, oh, that was a really simple story, but like it it was really effective. Um, So it was really fun to watch it again. Fincher on the director's commentary describes it as a date movie. Like, you don't have to care very much about it. It's very much a popcorn flick. Um, and yet he somehow found his Fincherian way to just make it as complicated as fucking possible. Uh, and I kind of love it a little bit more having watched it a second time 20 years later and then also heard him talking about all the things that they had to do and all the reshoots that they did and all the effort that they made on it. I watched it on Saturday. I listened to the commentary this afternoon and I wanted to watch it immediately again. Like that That's how much I feel about his his mastery over this craft. It is a simple story, and and I feel like it it works very much in favor of the movie. Fincher is still music video director, and he brings some of that sensibility to this. Um, and so, yeah, some of the acting might be a little bit overbaked, um, but I I feel like for the most part, it works for what the story is because it does the story doesn't need to be a lot. Um, and if if you're feeling it in the moment, if your toes are curling while they're running from upstairs and she's running to the downstairs and you see them over here and then they cross cut to over there and you're like, oh, my God, is she going to make it back? And are they going to catch her? And like all those moments like that shit fucking works. And I fucking love it. Like that is so masterful. You know where everyone is at all times. You know how the house is laid out. There's so much setup. There's so much payoff. Like, even the the lasers in the door, like, oh, what happens if someone gets caught in the door? Oh, well, there's lasers. And then the bad guy gets his fucking fingers caught in the door and then sits there for, like, four minutes or whatever and, like, just just throbbing with his fingers caught in the door. Like, there's there's so much in this movie where there's set up and payoff and set up and payoff and, and all the intricate details of the things that they had to work out are just so masterfully done. And and I, I feel like you... Even if you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you can feel the difficulty of, wow, there's like 15 cameras in this house. And you can see every single room and you can see them moving from this room to that room to that floor at the same time while Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart are watching on the cameras. Like Those are some fucking masterful filmmaking moments that are really difficult to do. The movie just flies through it like it's not even a big deal. If you're going to make a popcorn flick, this is the way to fucking do it. Yeah, it cost $50 million, but they made double the budget. I, I feel like they earned every single fucking dollar that they put into this. Uh, and I'm I'm really glad that they made the money back because I really love basically everything that Fincher does. Um, not just because I'm, I'm biased towards it, but because I feel like every single movie I watch from Fincher, he earns 
my respect. Not that he deserves it from me, but he fucking earns what he what he gets, and I really, really enjoyed this movie. Maybe there's a couple things here and there that you're like, ah, that could have been better or could have been different, or how would this movie have been with Nicole Kidman? Sure, absolutely. I'd love to fucking watch that movie, and I think so would Fincher love to watch that movie, but it didn't happen. This is the one that we have, and I think it's really, really fucking golden. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Nine Beautifully said, but it hasn't... But it hasn't been 20 years yet, Griggs. Don't put it there yet. 2002. It was shot in 2001. It's been 20 years since they made it. It hasn't been 20 years since it was released, sir. <laughs> All right. So, wait a year. You know, in the future. You know, in the Soylent Green times or Purge times, <laughs> Jared, this movie will be 20 years old. So, yeah, I'll be crying. Yes. <laughs> You guys were talking about the story being simple. I don't think it's the story that's simple. I actually think the story and the plot are actually very complicated. Uh, and I, I think the story's complicated when we're talking about the villains of the piece. The villains have more backstory. The good guys are not very likable in this movie. And we don't know we don't know anything about them. We just know that Jodie Foster is going through a divorce and that her husband cheated on her. We don't know anything about what their life was like before. We don't know why the daughter is kind of estranged, but at the same time, like, is like, fuck that guy. And Jodie Foster's like, no, don't. And fuck her, too. No, don't. Don't you do it, man. So, well, no, I didn't read it that Put way. Put the bitch on the phone. I, I read that whole scene as, like, you know, it's like she's trying to connect with her mom, but her mom's like, no, I, I just don't even want to talk about this right now, especially not with you. But they, but they both had their vices. She's drinking her wine and the kid's drinking her soda. Yeah. yeah. You can't have more soda. Okay, you know what? I'm going to have more wine so you can have more soda. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't really usually care for Jared Leto, but I really liked him in this movie. But I, I think Forrest Whitaker and Jodie Foster are complete the stars here. Like, they, yeah, absolutely. they, they absolutely. carry the film for me. Um, Fincher's always good at his cinematography. He's always great at, like, just like all of his all of his stuff man like his production design is always great like it just everything looks fucking amazing and this movie is obviously no no exception he does go a little camera porn heavy but i don't mind that i like i like brian de palma all right and brian de palma shoots at least one sequence in every one of the movies that he makes in slow motion and I think like that's why like when when, Nicole, when Jodie Foster goes and gets uh, the phone, I think that's why that scene is shot in slow motion. I think that's like a, a Brian mm-hmm. De Palma like slash Hitchcock nod, and it's it, I don't know maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but I love that scene. No, he said in the in the commentary, if you're gonna pander, you have to fucking pander. So if she's gonna go for the phone, it's gotta be all in slow motion. <laughs> that was a very conscious, willful choice. And I fucking love it. And I love the work light in there. It's amazing. I, yeah, I, I think I think I like all of this. You know, the only technical thing I disliked was the the shot uh, when Jodie Foster she went into one room to close the door, and the camera pans down, and we can see into the uh, the panic room through, and, and the, the the floor kind of goes invisible for a second, and we can see all the characters oh, yeah, from yeah, this you, bird yeah. eye view. Them down, yeah, amazing. Did not. I didn't like that. I you didn't like that because they did the same thing with the uh, elevator when no, she's going down the, the elevator and the guy's waiting. That's a split screen. That's not the same it, thing. Yeah, and and that shot like it, the the camera pans down, the floor is there, and as the camera pans down, the floor disappears, and you can see the panic room. It it wasn't like it was a split screen, as in you're seeing two different areas. It was a, technically a split screen, but you're actually seeing the actual spot to where the 
the elevator would have been. So you're seeing it go down through, like you're seeing through the wall, just like you're seeing through the floor on that top-down shot that you're seeing. Yeah, okay, but the difference is, is the floor doesn't disappear. Another Hitchcock thing. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. He does do that in the. I think it's like the ledger or something like the, that. That uh, was the one he did inside the trunk at the very beginning of the movie. He only did it that one time. Uh, that was also North by Northwest. In the trunk. Or something, right? At the beginning of one of the movies, is like something in a trunk where they, or there's some, there's a body, there's somebody, a body in a trunk or something, and we see into it. I don't know. It's one of the, one of those fucking movies. We watched. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll find it. Jared's pulling out all these crazy references tonight. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. But yeah, I, I, I am not 100 percent in love with the film, and it does just because it is directed by David Fincher. The movie does feel like it, it should be a little bit something more. But I. I I'm not going to discount any of my rating from that, so I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a solid nine. Nice. That's it. And with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew Crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate. On Twitter at Jared B. Callen or on Apple Podcasts with my other podcast, Horror Stories. And Mike, where can they follow you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G R I G G S Y Media. And Kristen, where can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you can follow me on Twitter at Elkins Edits, and we're going to be closing out the show tonight with track number one from the Panic Room soundtrack from composer Howard Shore. It is titled, main title, dun-dun-dun, enjoy.
drinking Bud Light there, Griggsy? I am uh, partaking of Stockyard Oatmeal Stout. Oh. Compliments of my good friend TJ, Trader Joe. Is your good friend TJ like a regular worker, or is he actually <laughs> your good friend? No, TJ's Trader Joe's. Michelob oh. Ultra. Trader From Kroger. I thought you were because the people at Trader Joe's are so friendly, you know, with their little. They are shirts. super friendly. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna pull a Mega Altman real quick. Oh snap! Finish mm. that mm. wine. Mm. You bitch. In one gulp. <laughs> Just like Meg. Listen, listen. I call that a Meg Altman. Mm. It's the first <laughs> night in a new house. Gotta do you a know, little cry. Get a, get a little drunk. <laughs> call the ex-husband. Hold on, we haven't even started things. yet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't start talking about the movie now. <laughs> <laughs>